0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, college football fans across the nation and around the world. This is Tim May with the Tim May Show and my my usual, my usual, unusual, usual, intermittent, uh, sometimes usual co-pilot, uh, Matt Wilhelm, former linebacker extraordinaire for the high State Buckeyes in, in the NFL. And yeah, Matt, I'm, I'm wearing dark. I'm not wearing black. I'm wearing charcoal and uh, whatever this color is. It's not blue. It's like a purplish kind of thing uh you're not wearing black you're wearing uh sort Gray. of a charcoalish kind of looking thing there a lighter charcoal than i am uh but dude uh you're you're a former player you're now a fan of ohio state football uh, ohio state just lost for the third straight year to michigan uh ohio state just like last year is now leaning on the possibility of some cards falling this coming weekend in the uh conference championship games which could fall their way just like it did last year there's sure. some feasibility there we don't need to necessarily get into all of that but uh we will touch on it but just you as a former player who uh lost to michigan and then won beat michigan uh what what were, were you two and two as a player i'm trying to remember
1: two and two as a player I yeah, went two and zero with, two. Two with Russell.
0: yeah and 99 sure. and 2000 Same. losses and uh and then 20 2021 or excuse me 2001 2002 when the ship turned uh, yes, sir. so you felt the, you felt both of these you felt both of the uh emotions of of losing to michigan in back to back years and then beating michigan in back to back years so you have as much validity in having a feeling or an emotion about uh ohio state losing three straight as 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 anybody could have What's your take right now? Matt Wilhelm As re record this about 24 to 48 hours after the fact.
1: Uh, of course, you know, you're upset, you're angry. Uh, you felt as if, you know, the game at times could have been had. Uh, I, I do think, you know, the more that it's, you know, text messages with friends and, you know, other Buckeye fans and former teammates of mine, as you do kind of like, you know, you throw stabs at kind of what happened, good and bad. Um, the one unfortunate thing for me is that game, you were never overly confident that we were going to win that football game because it seemed as if, you know, since the, since the, uh, the McCord interception and, you know, Michigan capitalizing it and going up seven, nothing, um, at that point, we were only able to tie the game up from that point forward. So you can never say, although you felt optimistic about our ability to go, fill in the blank, offensively get it or offensively score field goal, move the football, pin them back, force the defense to go out or get that stop needed. Uh, We were never in control, uh, which is unfortunate. And I think uh, the one thing that, again, just not necessarily knowing that you and I are going to spend some time together with those folks around the world um, about this game, (laughs) but it was just like, you know, both interceptions were on their way to Marvin Harrison jr. And uh, it forces me to critically think about, you know, I'll say Ryan Day, Brian Hartline, uh, the receivers, the quarterbacks, you know, which I know we're going to get into, uh, I'm sure, here shortly, is the emergence of – as great as Marvin is, and it's like this isn't the NFL where you can just, you know, throw the ball 15 times his way, you know, 13 receptions for 15 – or, or, you know, 15 receptions or whatever for 200 and some odd yards and multiple touchdowns and – You know, is, you know, I think Michigan, in this case, a great defense, one of the stingiest, if not the stingiest in in all of college football, you know, did their best to, you know, in in certain situations to minimize or throw different looks at McCord. And um, I was waiting and I thought, you know, we almost had a buka multiple times, you know, make that big play opposite Marvin Harrison. You know, the one was a great play by the Michigan safety. Uh, the other one was the early first drive on the RPO when it, you know, it wasn't the best ball, but it was extremely catchable for a guy like Ibuka that we've seen in the past that would have extended a drive, uh, not been a three and out, um, is one other guy, Julian Fleming made a couple of great catches, but like, and I guess in hindsight, the depth that I thought we should have had with this wide receiver, the the way that we're able to go out and get a five-star or four-star every single year. Yeah. And yet, it was this, the usual suspects, along with Marvin Harrison. You know, it was Cade, it was a, it was Cade Stover, it was Avuka, it was Julian Fleming, and like not one other of these young players could crack the lineup. Um, even the weeks leading up to this, to just pose a little bit more of a threat, stretch the defense either both wide and or long to allow Marvin, you know, situationally to do what he does best, and not have to force the football his way, uh, and so. Like I said, is uh, I mean I've got a lot of emotions, uh, you know, centered around you know where the program lies, uh, you know, towards I'd say you know some of the the Michigan fans and and the Michigan players with some of their comments coming out of the game uh, about Ryan Day and where you know he's at from a you know a job standpoint and what's also best for the program. So um, that's just you know it just kind of it is it is where it is. I'm, I'm super angry. I you know I relive certain situations like I do as if I played in the game or what I would have done differently. Um, I don't read too many message boards because I think fans, you know, fan, are short for fanatic. Um, they go one way polar crazy, you know, and then sometimes a little too soft, where I like to, you know, meander and stand in the gray when it comes to certain things and create my own my own narrative in yeah. association with whatever take I have.
0: Yeah. Uh, you know, and I appreciate that. That's the way I've always tried to go about it, but you know. The ones who are on one side or the other if you're in the middle they think you're on the other side you know or vice of versa course. so i don't really care at this point in my life what what anybody thinks about my takes on things the idea number one that uh you know the the, the super radicals uh calling for a uh, change in a head coaching i'm just going you know you're not you're not paying attention but the folks calling for you know maybe there should be a different you know the game's over you can't you can't reapproach that last game or the previous two anymore. It's all about what's coming, and do you know, you know, in what's coming? That's what I always throw back at people when they want to say this, that, and the other. Do you know that there's going to be a an interception thrown at that point in the next game? And yeah. you know what can you do to prevent? You know what I mean? They they well, want to take this see, and I think put the, it there.
1: The, the best thing for and again, I'm not down in columbus and i'm not down as often as i probably would like and, and you're down in that area and in that building you know on a weekly basis uh the one thing that i don't know and i think uh as an outsider that i would love to see and i think fans would love to see and hear about uh for the sake of their own sanity is um now that it's now that we've gone zero and three the last three in a row right yeah. it's been more 1400 and some odd days since you know we beat michigan right and uh, yeah. i read that you know on a message board by clown fan right 2019 Um, let's just
0: leave it at that go ahead
1: there you go (laughs) exactly um is we now have three data points three games worth of data points to study um with harbaugh at the helm or a harbaugh coach team in this case sharon moore you know was the, the acting head football interim head football coach but um defensively how they defend us offensively how they attack us in the run game in the pass game uh you know two years now with with Knowles, so that's like continue to shrink the data right yeah. and uh because fueling a fire right now for next year's michigan game you know that i mean it's still all so fresh there's again and i, I think uh you know ryan day uses it like the wounds are deep the scar you know that we're going to be scarred and the wounds you know are cutting deep um So I think the study associated with, you know, how we approach this football game and our understanding of of how they win and how they beat us and where our shortcomings are and identify those shortcomings and fix those throughout the offseason, you know, so that we are more calloused by some of the mistakes and early interception, uh, inability to get a stop, you know, on a what a six minute drive on, you know, 10 plus plays when, you know, you force them. To have to put you the football or kick a field goal to yeah. to get your offense the football back, whatever that happens to be, um, the studying of that and then putting that into work in next year's football game because we can we can put as many as many motivating factors as we want. Mickey Moratti can torture next year's football team if he really wants to in preparation for the, the the Michigan game. But I'm sure, just at this point last year after they lost two in a row, we talked about well what tweaks. What tweaks, what emphasis, you know, are they, is going to this program, Ryan Day on down, going to put uh, towards winning next year's game. And here we sit, you know, another loss, um, you know, we didn't give up the big play, but yet we didn't make the big play yeah. uh, on the other side to cr- give us that lead, force Michigan's hand. And I think maybe that's the one thing that they've they've never done is Michigan's made the play when need be in the last three years. And we've been kind of picking up the pieces and having to get back to even to to even try to compete and stay in the game.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's 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 it in a nutshell. You know, like uh, I talked about on our letterman a uh, uh, immediate reaction video standing there on the Michigan Stadium field was last year it was a death by by five major cuts. You know, uh, I'm talking about. That's what the Ohio State defense dealt with this year. It was a death by a thousand cuts. I mean, Michigan. You get. You, I'm with you in the sense, Michigan. You got to give it up to them because their plan of of showing you they're going to line up and try to bully you at the line of scrimmage, and then all of a sudden throw a, you know, throw a haymaker from over here. And by haymaker, I don't mean necessarily a touchdown play. Uh, no, they but wanted about, that, that. I
1: mean, the, they, the, wanted, the toss, wait, me the they wanted we
0: finished. They wanted that halfback pass to be a touchdown. Yeah, they didn't quite make it. But they had the audacity to call that play in the game. You know, and it was a also. I also
1: say that, that I say yeah. that play was that was a that was a firm understanding of the exact coverage we would be in. Yeah, how we would react to the toss, and that safety would pull down, and we'd get behind them. Again, it went for twenty uh, in a first down, and and we survived. It. We survived it. I think the other, you know, great game script play by them is the the running back wheel route and the delay by the tight end. You yeah. so know, just just the little layer. And I just, I guess, you know, Sunny Styles, you know, bad angle on the Blake Corum touchdown. Um, it seemed like their guys were always there to make that play when they needed it, and our guys, sort of like last year, not as often as last year, which led to again those five big cuts you talked about. But just enough slicing and dicing to the point where it kept us on our heels. Yeah. And and here's the thing. When you play even or you play from behind, you have to play perfect. Yeah. And with Kyle McCord, at no point this year did we see him play perfect. This offensive line, you know, uh, in the run game in the pass game, I think no collective game can you say this offensive line was as dominant as we've seen a Big Ten offensive line be. You know, the, now the defense on the flip side, you can say – dominant stingy you know uh you know zero missed tackles and uh you know five red zone field goals or you know things like that you can say about the defense you know but offensively when you're playing from behind against also as i said the stingiest both in points and yards defense in the entire country and you're forcing an offense that has never really hit on all cylinders to have to be perfect yeah it's just a tough task when you're playing from behind
0: yeah, and by the way, before I talk to you about uh, Kyle McCord and the offense, uh, the other great call I thought, I mean, I like these kind of calls that Sharon Moore and Michigan made was the little shoot route to the uh, tight end on a fourth, and I think it was a fourth down play where he just, you know, shoot route I called C-H-U-T-E, where he, the yeah. tight end comes off, gets about two or three yards, you know, but basically angling to the sideline, just came right off the edge. You know, Ohio State was bunched in there you know, to stop that play and just came off the edge. I mean, you know, it gained the first down and which is all they were looking to do on that play. I mean, those are, you know, those are just great, great plays. I want to ask you this, um, fourth and two with uh what was it? 38 seconds left in the first half. And, uh, Rande was in a conundrum. Do I, do I go for it? Uh, this is going to be a long field goal, but it's a makeable field goal. I mean, uh, 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 the the kicker has the Caden Fielding has the uh, Jaden Fielding has the uh, range for that. He He made
1: the kick before the timeout.
0: Yes. He elected to run the clock down and then go for the field goal. He missed. It was kind of reminds me of one of my drives. It just misses the fairway, but goes straight. You know, he didn't choke on it. He just, well, whatever, he hit it straight, but it just missed. If that had gone in, it would have given him some impetus at halftime. It didn't go in just like you were just talking about a while ago when they needed a play, that play to really just go, bam, you know, they didn't get it. But what was your take? Well, let me ask you this though. What was your take? Were you sitting with buddies or your family or texting with buddies when, when Ryan Day opted not to go for it on fourth and two, but run the clock down and kick a field goal, try a field goal. What was your reaction to that?
1: Uh, So I was a little like, When the the clock initially started to run, you know, and I was kind of like, I actually thought he was going to run it down to maybe, I think it was what, maybe 28 seconds when it, when they, you know, he first started to kind of like wear out that clock. I thought maybe he was going to go down to maybe like 19 seconds and, and then, and, you know, call time out and run a play to go for it. And that would have been a play that either A, you know, is going to take three to five seconds and give that ball back to Michigan with, say, now 14 seconds, which means they probably only have two plays, you know, to, uh, you know, to go down the field and potentially score and kick their field goal before half. Yeah. But I thought if whatever we would do, we would get that first down, you know, try to get closer. Stop the clock, run up, clock it. It'd be second down now or do something, hit the sideline, get out, you know, or some, you know, levels route to the sideline. Um, but then when, yeah, I was very much confused that we were settling for a, what, a career long type of field yes. goal for, yes. for a kicker. Yeah. Um, now he did make it the, uh, before the timeout, but that's the whole point of icing your kicker, uh, force him to do it again. And he didn't, he had plenty of leg and just was wide left. And so, um, uh, points are pr- at a premium. And I think that we would have stolen a bunch of momentum you know uh, ahead of halftime I think that uh, Michigan getting the football you know coming out of halftime and getting a stop and then getting the football back could have been an opportunity to go down the field kind of the. and I think the one thing you know I thought Joel and Gus did a great job with with the game and it's sometimes you don't realize it as a fan especially such an emotional football game is like you know up until that Blake Corum touchdown every time Michigan had scored we had gone down the field and got points right back yeah so it never opened up you know the way that it had in in past years. You know in this game, yeah. And uh, you know props to Ohio State and props yeah. and to Ryan Day and Kyle McCord in that offense.
0: And you and you started off with we're gonna get into this in a second, but you started off with a, a an interception uh by a corner just making a a hell of a move. You got to give up him taking the gamble on that movie made, but he got but yeah. he made the play. Wait, and then you finish the game with an interception. And you've been in football games, I know where sometimes your defense is playing great and you just got to score a couple of touchdowns and you're okay. Or this was a game where, as I like to say, it's like tennis, you have to hold serve. And two times uh, Michigan broke Ohio state serve with interception oh, that- was that early possession. And then of course, Ohio state's last possession when they kind of bump uh college, he tried to throw that pass, a diving interception uh, ball headed, like you said, Toward uh, Marvin Harrison Jr., you know, it that had all kinds of like possibilities. Correct, and
1: and Tim, the one that just to dive into those plays really quick, and I'm sure it's it's the way that my brain, my analytical brain works, is like, and even I think Joel might have mentioned it, is like Marvin didn't run that first route at full speed, no. so no. I don't think he expected that football, and that goes back to Kyle McCord's reliance as a young quarterback on his star football player to always be available, and I'm not yeah. trying to say Marvin took a playoff. He's elite. He's if he wants to stay, he could you know break a lot of records at Ohio State and all that, and get drafted number one overall. Whatever he wants to do, I'm not indicting him in any way, shape, or form. I'm just saying I don't think Marvin expected the football, but yet Kyle McCord delivered that football his way. To your point.
0: Now, wait, um, let me interrupt you though. I asked sure. I asked Marvin after the game. I said, "Do you wish? Do you look at back? Do you wish you'd made a like a more aggressive move on the ball? You know what I mean?" Because uh, and, and I think I think in his mind. The corner had made his move so quickly there that the ball wasn't going. That was not where the ball was going to go. You know what I mean? So, right. I mean, it's almost kind of like what he said, and uh, he's not going to throw his man Cal McCord under the bus either. Uh, but yeah, just a, a more aggressive move by Marvin there might have at least broken up the play. You see what Correct. I'm saying? And, but I,
1: but also, I would say on the flip side, you know, on that specific down and distance is the Michigan study tape to peg us, you think they had our signs for him to be able to jump that because if Marvin does any double move, you know, or any, even slant, you know, or runs his route full speed where he's expecting the football and maybe not just an option on the play um, that corner would have been toast. Yes. But so that's a little bit of film study, but then also I would say on the the second interception going back is what we talked about on whatever day it was last week ahead of this football game is offensive defensive line our offensive line needs to be at their best and protect had Kyle McCord had time to deliver that football accurately and not get hit as he throws it that's got the mustard yeah. to get to Marvin to catch the football because the, he was open yes. the window was there he yes. was open on the in-breaking route we had to clear out he runs the dig in behind it big open zone for him to make a play we catch it there with again I'd have to go back through my head about how much time, but plenty of time. Oh, yeah. You know, with where we're at to be able to continue that drive, whether it's a clock or whatever it is. But again, offensive line, an issue we've had all season. Um, They played well in games. uh, But when we needed a most on that play to have perfect protection, Michigan brings a stunt or a blitz. They get home and they deliver, again, not the knockout sack that they need, but just enough on mccord going to his number one player and the ball you know gets you know it doesn't have the mustard at once and they jump in front of it and they make the catch and we don't
0: yeah it was a lightly mustard hot dog hey uh huh. hold that thought because we're going to come back and talk about uh, cal mccord and the quarterback situation etc but i've got to get this little word in about game time game, game time, time app Let's yeah go. game time app and game time.co. uh yeah ohio state's Regular season is over, ladies and gentlemen. Who knows where they're going to go bowling? And as uh, Matt and I are going to get into here in a minute, who knows if they could still make the college football playoff. This time a year ago, it was doom and gloom. And then all of a sudden, uh, about five days later, Ohio State was in the college football playoff and came that close uh, to beating Georgia, the two-time national champion that's this year going for a three-peat. But if you want to get tickets to events like that, who, like I said, who knows where Ohio State's going in the postseason? It's going somewhere warm, it looks like, uh, if they don't make the uh, college football playoff, could possibly the Orange Bowl. GameTime app, GameTime.co, is a place to go to find your tickets. And if you download the GameTime app, and by the way, here's a picture of it of events coming up in the uh, Columbus area as we speak. Uh, but uh, if you download the GameTime app and you use the promo code Buckeyes, B u c k e y e s. use a promo code buckeyes you get $20 off that first purchase. That's a hell of a deal. And as we always tell you on these commercials, uh if you find the a, a ticket basically similar, a facsimile thereof, uh for for lesser value on another app, on another uh, ticket broker, gametime.co, the gametime app will refund 110% of the difference. Now that's a hell of a deal. And uh, along the deal. with the possible first time download game time app and getting $20 off your first purchase. If you use the promo code Buckeyes, um, you can't go wrong. Of course, as always terms apply in any kind of offer, but ladies and gentlemen, game time app, GameTime.co, That's a place to go. It's the fastest rising aftermarket ticket, ticket broker in the country. Game time app, download it today. I threw that in there cause I sound, thought it sounded kind of cool. Um, uh, I'm not sure how many people will be looking for tickets. Uh, uh, Matt to the Big Ten championship game, Iowa versus Michigan. All yeah. kinds of reasons not to go to that thing, <laughs> but uh, you might get in at a reasonable price. Bottom line is, you you're watching the game, uh, you're on you you're on social media, you have friends. What's their take? What 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 is the correct take on Cal McCord and his play at this point? uh i player the guy who laid it all on the line you know and then uh craig krenzel delivered go ahead i would say that i mean to me
1: after the season has now you know been completed uh, although we may we're going to play another game where or what that is going to be and what it's going to mean to uh ohio state and the the buckeye fans across the nation and who's Um, going to play in it yeah uh, right i think the jury's still the jury's still out on cow mccord Um, and a lot of it has to do with, and and I'll go back to the take that I've, I've mentioned multiple times, you know, in leading up to this Michigan game is, um, the standard of the couple of quarterbacks prior to him, you know, and I know that, you know, one's playing for the Houston Texans, the other one's playing for the Chicago bears. Um, you know, some of them were in the urban era and, but all of them at some point played for Ryan or with Ryan day as a coach, uh, either the office coordinator, quarterback coach or head football coach and play caller. Um, and there's a drop. There's a, I think there's a massive drop off um, in the level of play and the level of comfort when to go win us football games. Um, although he did in the Notre Dame game, uh, I think you, we have immense bias that he probably was going to deliver for us in this game, but it's not a surprise that he didn't. Right. Cause he just has, he's just, there's just something about him. And I think it uh, we're left wanting more uh, with, you know, the Lincoln Kleinholz, Devin Brown, you've got, you know, Aaron Nolan coming, uh, you know, as a, as a freshman in the recruiting class. Yeah. Um, so what's going to be next? I mean, is, are, are one of those guys going to be ready? Is it going to be McCord? Uh, gosh, does Ohio state pull a Notre Dame type of thing with a Sam Hartman? Does, you know, some graduate senior become available in the portal? Um because here's the thing, we can all say Devin Brown or Kleinholz or Air Nolan or whatever, but if we can go out and get a guy that we think is the player that can help us beat Michigan, you go get him. I mean, because here's the thing, at the end of the day, and I, I had this deliberation with my wife because, you know, she has, you know, folks hit her up and they're just like, you know, you know, we, sometimes women always have like a little bit more like, well, what about Ryan Day and his family? And then I go, yeah. and then you also see, then you see Claret's take and you're like, the dude's being paid $9 million. You know, he's a top five, you know, paid coach in in the league. And it's like, it's to win this, not the league, the NCAA to win games like this. And he, and he's 0-3. And so. Wait a minute. Let me interrupt uh, with something now.
0: Sure. I I, I don't give a damn if he's making $900,000 a year or 90,000, you know, that doesn't change his desire to win the game. I mean, you know, he understands the heat you know, just because he's making nine million, I mean, that's just that is such a, in my opinion, such a cheap shot from all kinds of ways because he knows, he knows he's he's he knows the Michigan game is paramount. Yes. He also yes. knows that starting next year, things are going to change, man. I mean, the the desire to beat Michigan is not going to change, but the but the idea that this ruins. Ruins your whole season if you don't is going way out the window. It It kind of went out the window almost last year. It 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 does, but I'll I'll also
1: just I completely agree with your take, and but this is also, and I said this since I was shoot Ohio State recruit, and I'll say it today as a you know twenty one years removed from playing in my last Ohio State football game. Yeah, twenty two actually is there for Buckeye fans. Uh, former players, fans, fanatics—you know—across the globe, whatever you want to call them. There's the narrative that you can go 11 and 0 and lose to Michigan, or be 0 and 11 and beat Michigan, and and be right here and have you know the level standing because of what that what that rivalry means. And I thought you know some of you know Urban Meyer's uh, takes throughout this week on the mindset of Ohio wins and Ohio state fans and Ohio state is a program on its emphasis in Michigan. And, and, and we know firsthand that until recently, you know, Michigan hasn't had the emphasis on the game, you know, and it's like, you know, and Harbaugh just started calling us Ohio and started to have the Ohio period in practices because, you know, they had gone. And again, I'll say this when we talked about it, it's like, how desperate they got that if the sign stealing thing, you know, is is in depth and you know there's penalties probably still yet to come, that we forced their hand to literally cheat to beat us. That's how dominant we were in this rivalry. And so on the flip side, you know, how can we within the rules with the leader that we have in Ryan Day um, take a step? And 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 I'm not discounting. He knows what this rivalry means. He knows what it means to the state. He knows what it means to our players. He knows, and again, deep down, I mean, he is not an Ohioan, but like he might as well be. Right. Um, So he knows what that means. And I think, again, I take him at his word with the the devastation and the, you know, the, the anger and how upset, you know, that he is because he's got to wear this, you know, for 363 days now um, until he gets a victory.
0: Yeah. And, See, I equate this more to the Indianapolis 500 than I do a regular because Indianapolis 500 only happens once a year, you know? And, uh, you know, there are guys who've come really close to winning that who didn't get it done and they feel like their career is incomplete. My, my point, the reason I'm saying that though, is you can't do once you've lost this, I don't believe in, I don't believe that your approach to the, I don't believe you your approach to the game, uh, it's hard for me to put into words because Jim Hartball was 0-5 against Ohio State. They didn't fire him. There was heat on him, but they didn't fire him. They stuck with him. Now they've won three in a row but hook or crook. They've won three in a row, you know? And uh and yeah, but there's there's I do I do think you understand what I mean. It only happens there's once there's, a year, but there's, there's a yeah, good there's, chance you could play Michigan three times next year. <laughs>
1: yeah you're right and I've heard that that take as well and I think the the, the stick that I have with with Harbaugh is um and why he might have had a little bit larger grace period in conjunction with the rivalry is the the lack of emphasis on it from from the their program side because it doesn't quite mean as much to yeah. them as it
0: does to us uh, he also was rebuilding a roster you know that
1: well yeah rebuilding yeah. but not only rebuilding a roster but then i also think that like you know harbaugh it's like he's a michigan man right yeah. he he played there it's like so you know the board and the president and the athletic director are going to have a little bit more of like leeway um you know and, and be critical and yet expect that michigan man to, to turn to turn it over which he did yeah um and in and in some cases, you know, you know, Urban's an Ohio guy. You know, had coached, you know, uh, in, you know, under Earl Bruce in the early days. So that's why, you know, and he, he never had a blip, you know, in his Michigan record. But it's also why yeah. I think everyone can get so critical. But this is the one thing that I'll leave you with. When it as it pertains to the the head football coach at Ohio State, even ahead of even at seven and O with four games to play before we play Michigan, um, everybody talk is already going. You know, we run the table um and if ryan day doesn't we should fill in the blank right fire yeah. him and yeah. i just want to go like and this is what i've always said That's in crazy. support of ryan day but also just in in like how easy it is to say that is okay who's the guy in all of college football right now if nick even if nick saban's available right and kirby smart's available can you guarantee that if you hire them that in one year they're going to be michigan next year yeah, exactly. no you can't exactly so who? is it vrabel is it fickle you know there's all these names rolling around out there that that there are these these guys okay so then what if you go hire vrabel from tennessee who's having a bad year this season he comes in and he's 0-2 against michigan you fire him too
0: yeah exactly
1: so it's it's this revolving door until you overcome you know you know what seems to be uh you know a a re-engaged rivalry again uh but like it's not. It's it's not as easy to say fire. Everybody can just go. Oh, fire him. Yeah. And then you're gonna go. Oh, you're gonna give him seventy million dollars to walk away, just like they did, or something similar to Jimbo Fisher. And yeah. then the next guy's gonna walk in with even more pressure. Maintain their recruiting. Be eleven and zero going into the rivalry game, right? Because it's it's national championship or bust for Ohio State every year, regardless of the circumstances. You can yeah. say twelve game playoff no big 10 championship and all this other stuff. And it's still going to be national championship robust. So beat Michigan and losing the first round of the college football playoff. Are we going to be satisfied? I mean, it's never enough unless you win the natty and beat Michigan in the same year.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Why can't you win the national championship?
1: (laughs) Yeah. Um, Only one gets to stand on top every year.
0: Yeah. But I I just like this idea that people think you could that. There is that perfect guy out there just go find him. I just go, but you know,
1: for example,
0: they fell into Woody Hayes and they wanted to re some guys wanted to re re rehire Paul Brown A faction didn't, they fell into Woody Hayes and then, uh, we're getting ready to, you know, whatever. And then finally, all of a sudden he wins a national championship in 54 and all things are happy. And then they're ready to fire him again in the mid sixties. And all he does is win a national championship in 68 and all things, you whatever. Then they finally did fire him, but, that was because of a lot of things going on, but sure. he was 0 3 his last three years against Michigan, <laughs> right? So that's a but it's just I don't know. I think it's I think that's just crazy talk because I'm watching that game yesterday, I'm watching from the press box. Sometimes it's not the best vantage point because we're down in the end zone now, these mo- modern day press boxes, but uh, just like forever, Matt, just like when I was covering you way back in the early two thousands. That's how old you are now. Uh, that game turned on two or three plays just like last year. It turned on two or three plays. It did. It did. And it didn't turn Ohio state's way. Just like in, uh, 2000, uh, 2000. Remember when it was a drew Henson ran that little, uh, bootleg. and went yes. right around Cortland Bullard for a touchdown. Yes. When yes. Y'all were fighting so hard to stay in the game.
1: Yeah. And, yeah. and, and, and Tim, I'll just, I'll just leave it at this. Um, and it's unfortunate to say, but, the you know, everyone's going to talk about McCord and what he is and what he isn't. Um, but last year, the defense failed us because of multiple uh, big plays. Yeah.
0: Big, 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 big
1: plays. Big, yeah. big plays.
0: Incendiaries, and, I call and them. Frankly, they all went
1: for frankly, as a defensive guy, to be critical of anybody, uh, to allow Michigan to go on a six-plus-minute drive yeah. on 10-plus plays uh, seven out of the 10 or seven out of 12 or, or even more were runs yeah. basically calling into question your toughness or your ability to stop them going run, 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 or run, run, you know, or, or pass, run, run, and you can't stop them and they go down and get that field goal um, is, is the difference in the game. Because if, if you stop them four minutes into the drive and we get the ball back with three minutes and 30 seconds and a timeout or two, it's, you have an immense amount of confidence in Ryan Day and Kyle McCord and Marvin Harrison because the margin for air is wider now, you yes. know, and it's a three-point game. Uh, so your inability to get stopped when they're gonna go, we're gonna go heavy package, um, and we're gonna out-execute you because you probably know the series of runs that are coming. It's yeah. gonna be this or this. You know, when it's YY, it's gonna be this. We're gonna run this. And the guard's a little deep, you know, he's going to pull and kick off and that F's going to come across and they're going to wrap. And there goes, like, you know, even Blake Corum going out the backside for 12 yards on first down. You know, it's, you needed to be the defense that stopped them to for two yards or less all game, all first three quarters. And yet they were getting, they were getting four. They were getting five. They yeah. popped for 12. They're getting yeah. four. And that's just so defeating and demoralizing. And at that point, you know, you got to stop when you know thankfully to even allow I thought there was a chance that Ohio State would never see the football again yeah the way that it was rolling there was um and so and again McCord Ryan Day offensive play caller but Jim Knowles and that defense didn't get the stop and with enough time to give your offense the opportunity to go down the field and and win the football game
0: hey I want to get to the quarterback deal uh more in depth I want to ask you one quick thing so what is a call? I mean, what is a call that Jim Knowles could have made that changes that? I mean, what 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 when like you said, when they're get, when they're showing you four gaps, you know, on either side of the center sometimes, what's a call that changes that unless you just purely guess right? Well, also, not, yeah. it's
1: not necessarily it's not because the one thing that Jim Knowles, you know, is as an analytical man that he is, is he's he's always gonna play the tendencies and always gonna play use yeah. his data to get into a call. The one thing that Jim Knowles also doesn't do and never re- and it didn't change who he was even yesterday, is he doesn't bring a whole bunch of guys. He forces you know, it's yeah. we're gonna be in a seven man box, we're not gonna be blitzing, you're not gonna run a bunch of run stunts. And I'll say that like that's the difference between I'll say two thousand two Mark d'Antonio and Jim Knowles in two thousand and twenty-three is Ah, uh, Mark D'Antonio had no problem bringing five or six, you know, and forcing your hand because, and and, and I'm not just going to put this all on Noles either. Is the players got to make plays? You got to oh, get yeah. off the block. You got to get yeah. off the block. Sunny Styles got to fit. Um, ah, uh, you know, Tommy Eikenberg multiple times was a, a half step from making a play for a two yard gain. And turned it turned into seven. Yeah. Um, and it in this rivalry, in this game, and and you've said it and Urban has said it for years and Tress and even Ryan Day leading into this game is every single play is so important that you just can't say oh I'll get the next one yeah because you can go back and point out that play and that one play where you didn't do your job could be the difference that first down or that missed tackle can be the difference in the whole game yeah um yeah and if you don't have that mentality um and and I also just say this it felt as if Michigan was extremely comfortable and confident in how the game was rolling out with the lead or, you know, with the momentum, most of the game. And at some times it was like, we played, you know, mildly. I don't say we weren't desperate, but we had, to. we were desperate to make that play. We were right. desperate to go back to offensively and defensively had to play perfect to get that ball back for our offense. And then they've got to go do something exceptional and go score to take back that momentum. And we were never able to do that.
0: Yeah. Let's go back. Quarterback, one more thing. Now, my, you know, I, I was critical, if that's the right term, of Cal McCord several times this year, especially during games and stuff, and uh, with my tweets and and sometimes, uh, you know, in the, uh, oh, your um, dangerous tweets. Yeah, yeah, dangerous oh, tweets. Man. But but you know, I've I've got a lot of followers, so you know, it's, you, I always try to be careful, from the standpoint of I don't want to seem incendiary from one play to the next, one series to the next. But there was one game in particular where I thought if Ohio State had a, a a backup quarterback Devin Brown had been hurt by then he would have gone in the game in my opinion in the second quarter of that one particular game when 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 you looked at it in after the fact Kyle McCour's stats were really good but at certain points in the game he, like you pointed out a while ago he wasn't you know that Really made it. Ended up making it a game. What stood out to me about Cal McCord this year, uh, so far his first year as a starter, was how clutch he was at certain points. A lot of it he had to be clutch because they weren't that they weren't as good as they could have been in the middle of the yeah. game. And you know, not the least of which was that Notre Dame drive. I, there was no doubt in my mind when they got the ball back with a minute a minute and something left yesterday uh, against Michigan that they had the wherewithal to go down the field. I mean, if, they've done they it. Could, they've shown you they've done it. Exactly, if they could protect. And I thought he threw good passes on that till he gets hit while he's throwing, and right. it happens to the ball was like another six inches shorter, and it would have been an incomplete pass. You know, right. but that's life, right? But but but, but here's point, the thing. I think though, I think when Devin to... Brown got hurt in the middle of the season against I think it was Penn State, it took that option away from Ryan Day and his staff to go to another guy what's yeah. your take
1: on that uh, I, I think you're I think you're definitely right um but I also don't think you want your starting quarterback to really know that there's like a potential I' um, say everyone's got a hook right but not necessarily like a, a quick hook or a medium hook right because you don't want your quarterback going I can't make an error because they might go to this healthy viable option at quarterback uh the take that I have as it pertains to this Michigan game is And we saw it from Michigan. And because of the injury to Devin Brown, we didn't have it is is that all hands on deck mentality. Yeah. And so what does that mean? That means uh, if McCord's just not rolling appropriately and in some cases McCarthy really was never rolling because they just they were very safe with him. He took off and ran the one time, you know, hurt us with our leg with his legs. But I think you know they brought in the the big physical bruising you know quarterback that's their potential future, um, what strongest pound for pound guy on their on their team and goes you know two carries first one goes for twenty second one goes for two out of a wildcat type yeah. of uh, situation is could we have not done the same thing with Devin Brown to just minimize like slow Kyle McCord's roll down and not force him to have to go get us a first down and then a first down and then a first down even go get a first down. Bring him off, run Devin in, have Devin run a new, highly practiced, you know, game plan specific uh, set of plays, you know, on first and second down. Then maybe you bring McCord in to throw it on third down, whatever it might be. But it's been talked out and thought through all week long that this could happen. Hey, if Michigan's timing us. We're going to roll with Devin on a couple of plays and it's going to be this small little package. But Kyle, you're still our dude. We need you, you know, sling it like you have all year, right? Yeah. So he didn't ever waver in his confidence, but by not having, you know, that by having Devin Brown be available because of that injury. Well, he um, was
0: actually, he warmed up and he was there, but, but, uh, sure. but I'm with you. Yeah. I don't think they felt that confident in his physical stature still go ahead though.
1: Sure. And and, yeah. and in some cases, uh, Tim, you know, having been a player, I know you know this because there's, you know, open periods of practice is this game yeah. Or every big game, the the starters get ninety percent of the reps. Oh yeah. Um whoops. uh ninety percent of the reps uh in practice. You got you got and so excited it, there, cut the lights out for a second. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is uh, you know, the starters get, you know, 90% of the reps, backups get a speckling in a in a big week, sure. right? Because you have so much to try to accomplish that you want to see over and over again and then you know, try and tinker with things from day to day. Um and but throughout the season, it's probably more like 75 25, right? And yeah. so, even having Devin Brown in uniform and potentially being available, if something were to happen to Cal McCord, it's probably the only situation he would have played, and it would have been a lot of visual reps and a lot of mental reps throughout practice, and only implementing, you know, or actively going out and doing ten percent, you know, of, of those reps of the week. So, um, like I said, is you just saw when Michigan, for whatever reason, trotted out that big physical running back in it, you know, it's like something played out perfectly, you know, in the Michigan game plan and preparation for us that they felt comfortable to trot this kid out get JJ off, create a little bit of, a, you know, force our hand, you know, the second I saw, you know, I I'm watching it on television. This is just the way that, and I go, I don't see, I think McCarthy's nine, but I just go, I go, it's wildcat. Yeah. And I, I didn't even know. I, he could have been a backup running back for all yeah, of, I don't know, but It was wildcat. This but is they, he, right. Yeah. But they trot this kid out there and I just go, and we're like, just trying, you know, I can Burks call in the front, not even identifying who the quarterback is, you know, and getting everybody lined up. And then it's like, and you there was no, like, to no surprise. But then it was like we didn't even like we didn't even know they had a different quarterback on the field. We just played it like any other play. And he goes for twenty yards. And you're like, that's yeah. it's the it's those little things that sometimes, you know, feel like we're taking for granted or that we can overcome. But yet Michigan has that mental and physical leg up on us, and they use that against us. And it's, again, we're, we're 0 and 3, you know, in the last three attempts to beat those guys. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, that means a lot. And it just seems like we're so, sort of in situations being out coached and being outplayed played, being out physical in a game that we've always dominated those three categories in.
0: Yeah. And then on top of it, real quick, before you go, uh, poor punting by Jesse Murko early in that game. Uh, I mean, the, the defense never really had a chance to dig its heels in. And of course, the interception there early in the game. Uh, you just kind of go, and then of course, you know, uh, Jane Fielding missing that, Jaden Fielding missing that uh, field goal by just a few inches, but it's still a miss. Just you know, just the special teams just weren't, you know, it's just wow, it's just interesting when you look back on it how much the little stuff adds up when it's like personnel.
1: Yeah, I was saying hindsight, you want to go, um, identify the phase of the football game that we won. Did we win special teams? No. Okay, did we win defense? No. Did we win offense? No. So are we surprised in any regard by by the final score? And yet, you can say we've lost special teams, lost defense, and maybe, I guess, if you score a touchdown at the end, you can maybe say you eke out offense. You You lost two two of the three phases, and you could have walked away with a victory, you know, in the biggest rivalry in sports. Yes. Um, So (laughs) – that's that's the emphasis you know that i that that i want to see put on uh, you, you know these players that come from all over the country to come play at ohio state and participate in this rivalry need to identify and understand how every single play is vital you know it's not a third down against minnesota is not third down against michigan it's magnified times 10 you getting on the off the field and forcing them to punt or them getting a first down and taking, you know, getting multiple more first downs or extending that drive and getting another minute and 40 seconds off the clock is when you need that at the end of the game, the way things play out, it's the, it's the difference in the rivalry.
0: Is that what Trussell brought to you guys in 2001? I mean, what, what do it you is. remember? Is it You is. you know, cause it's a, that's a whole book and a half, you know, or 10, it 10 was, podcasts. Well, and, and Tim, but... It
1: was Timmy. It was in, two, in, in 2001 when he came, it was studying the 2000 loss.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And,
1: play by play series by series so if it was three plays or five plays we would sit down in a meeting room and he would go this is what we're going to cover and we would go every 11 at one eleventh. we would study every el- it- the guard if you hold your block for another half second longer the hole pops through but instead and you just start to under and this is more so than anything is like yeah and now the game is so much more convoluted with nil and transport portal and these guys are making money and doing business appearances during the week and they're still students having to go to class and all these other things they're just like their brains are already like this but when you broke it down in this week and you under you start to understand football and that's the one that i'm actually trying to give my son and his high school coaches and then again they're great high school coaches but like you got to go. You got to look through a different set of lenses and understand, you know, the why behind why Jim. No, and that's the one thing I would say. That what really started the intellectual side of you know my game is like when I had my ankle surgery in 2002, ahead of the 2002 season, I got to just basically be a coach, you know, in a walking yeah. boot and ask a lot of questions to D'Antonio and Mark Snyder well coach why on third down you know on third and six do you call this and not this and start to understand game flow almost to think like a defensive coordinator which i believe is what led to me having the senior year that i had because i just thought at a deeper level and i took it in the nfl game too um is have these guys invest and i'm not trying to say that they're not i I mean they're invested and they want to win this game and i know we're being highly critical after another demoralizing loss to michigan but like Every game, every every play matters, you know. I think even like like Miracle's punts, like a 35 Like like when you're not being pressured, dude, like them fair catching the ball in the 21 yard line and not punting. I mean, you're only yeah. gonna give up four yards if you put it in the end zone, right? Yeah. Punt the ball. I mean, them having to punt the ball and have it bounce straight up in the air and have a start of drive on the three-yard line, like punt the ball inside the 10, and at worst they get the ball in the 25, but they fair catch it on the 21. We're not even attempting to do a coffin corner, kick it out of bounds on the nine, force them to go 91 yards instead of having to go 75. Little things like, again, we just freely give away yards, you know, in our punt game. We're averaging 35 yards, but, like, why not 45 when you're not even being pressured? They're they're, they're running a return, you know? Little things like that, you know, force them to go 90-plus yards. In analytic supports, you know, how many drives Michigan's gone ninety plus yards is probably less than ten percent, but how many drives they started at twenty five, you know, or twenty one yard line and on, you know, was probably double the analytics. You know, if yeah. you really want to, it's just yeah. I can go a bazillion times over. You know, my the way my brain goes, but
0: oh, I know, but we're but talking that, about, but, you, but but studying it is what it's all about. I mean, that's how you prep for the next time and how you for that, you know, whatever. I mean, it's there's nothing wrong with that. By the by the way, fair catch on a uh, you were talking about maybe. Xavier Johnson decided to come bring the ball out instead of fair catching maybe on that last kickoff of Michigan's, which meant Ohio State started at the That's 19 it, instead too, of the 25. Well,
1: he, had a, he had a great yeah. earlier return, which yeah. got the ball to the 35. Yeah. But no, yeah. It was actually, I think it was a Mirko punt when I thought kick the hell out of this football and, you know, try to pin him inside the 10-yard line. Instead, yeah. it was the rugby style that was fair caught around the 20. Yeah, And every game is like four or five yards, right? If it goes in the end zone. If not, you gain 14 yards if that ball's inside the 10. Yeah. You know, and analytics supports, you know, no matter how you crunch it, NFL or college, going 90 plus yards on our defense is very, very hard to do. Yeah. You know, I mean, a couple of first downs, you know, from the 25 and you can now pin us deep inside our 20, you know, but keep them go, they go three and out on their own nine, punt from the 16, you know, we're gonna get the ball at like the 40. It's little yeah. things like that that a lot of people don't understand, but is so it's huge relevant. It's we're two first downs from a field goal.
0: Yeah, yeah, and but you know, and by the way, uh, Ohio State scored three touchdowns. So did Michigan, but but Michigan kicked three field goals and Ohio State kicked one. I mean, right. Every point matters. Yeah, And yes. having that shot, you know, as like I said, you want to score touchdowns because that's the main currency in a in a game like that. But you want to stack points. You want a, a chance to stack points, and the closer you let them start toward getting a shot at a field goal, you know, well, shame on you. Hey, absolutely, Matt Wilhelm, man, I appreciate it once again. My pleasure, man. And uh, you know, we're going to talk again during the uh, postseason, uh, whatever it turns out to be. Uh, definitely, we're going to talk again because you uh, you've played the game, but you you study it, you analyze it, uh, and I think you bring it to our listeners' minds about just how bottom line, how every thing matters in a rivalry game. Just la- just ask Alabama, yes. Alabama needed a fourth and 31 pass from Jalen Milrow to beat Auburn this past weekend, a week after Auburn got killed by New Mexico state. Yeah. Jerry kill. That's the reason I threw that kill in there. I mean, you never know what's going to happen on a Saturday afternoon. Am I right?
1: You're, you're, you're absolutely right. And, uh, like I said, I mean, I'm, I'm fully trusting in the guys that we have there in Columbus are, are the right guys. Uh, so I, I don't suspect there's some drastic changes coming, but I think it's just everybody in that building, taking a critical look at themselves and, and, and understanding that what was done or has been done is not good enough. So it's again, all hands on deck, all efforts, you know, pointed in, in you know, one common direction. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, we as Buckeye fans, as former players, uh, are frustrated. But, uh, you know, sun will come up tomorrow and, you know, and Buckeye football next year will be probably 11-0 going to this game again. So we'll see.
0: I don't know, man. It was, it was uh, on Sunday here after the game. It was uh, overcast and drizzling most of the day. So you never know.
1: <laughs> I know. I hear you,
0: bro. Matt Wilhelm, ladies and gentlemen. Thank uh, you. And uh, this is Tim May. And until next week for the Tim May Show, we'll see you then